newly discovered Medusa virus turns evolutionary theory to stone. Eukaryotic genes in newly discovered Medusa virus hints at devolution and not evolution. By Matthew Cherhadi. Originally published May 2019. novel giant virus, diameter 260 nanometers, has recently been discovered at a Japanese hot spring. Now, I am American, and I apologize for my pronunciation. Masaharu Tekamaro, a virologist at the Tokyo University of Science, named it Medusa virus after the Greek legend of the Medusa, who was so ugly that people looking at her would turn to stone. Researchers have cultured Medusa virus inside of amoeba Acanthamoeba castellani. The virus induces the amoeba to dehydrate and harden in self-defense, a process known as encystment. If they fail to do this, these amoeba will be invaded by the virus, which hijacks the reproductive machinery to produce more viruses. Then the amoeba bursts to release the new viruses. This virus belongs to the family of nucleocytoplasmic large DNA viruses, NCLDVs, but was the first NCLDV to be isolated from a thermal environment, for example, hot springs. Medusa virus looks like a 20-sided dye, otherwise known as icosahedron, and has a genome of 381,000 letters long, with 461 putative hypothetical protein-coding genes. Medusa virus has several very interesting genetic features. For example, its genome size and physical size is much, much larger than that of regular viruses. For example, the unspliced genome of the HIV has only 9,200 nucleotides, and influence of viruses have about 13,000. But it has a much larger number of genes as well, 461 compared to the 9 genes of the HIV or 11 of influenza. Furthermore, 279 of the 461 genes, about 61%, of Medusa virus are orphan, that's O-R-F-A-N, genes, which are genes unique to a specific taxon, and therefore without any detectable homologs in any other taxa. Isn't that amazing? Orphan genes can also be restricted to a specific taxonomic level. They pose a problem for evolutionary theory, in that it is hard to explain how hundreds of genes could possibly appear all of a sudden via rapid, unobserved mutations. Orphan genes are very common for NCLDVs 3 and 4, meaning they are extremely difficult to classify taxonomically and are nearly impossible to fit into the evolutionary story. Medusa virus has some 279 orphan genes making up a staggering 61% of its genes. The large number of orphans in its genome sets it far apart from all small-sized viruses. How can so many genes exist in the Medusa virus genome which do not resemble any other gene in any other organism? This implies that there are no lineages leading from any other NCLDV to Medusa virus. It appears that the origin of Medusa virus is separate from all other NCLDVs, which implies special creation, 
not gradual evolution. Indeed, the discoverers placed it in its own family, Medusa veridae. There is also evidence that the virus has exchanged genes with its host. The researchers at Tokyo University speculate that out of 57 supposed examples of gene transfer between Medusa virus and its amoeba host, 13 transfers happened from the host to the virus. 12 genes were transferred from the virus to the host, with the directionality of the transfer of the remaining 32 genes undecided. Since the amoeba is arguably not the original host, Medusa virus was cultured in it only in the lab, it is possible that the transfer of these genes between the virus and the host happened very quickly and are not remnants of its coexistence over millions of years. It will be interesting to see what they learn as this exotic and enigmatic virus is studied in more detail. Medusa virus contains a lot of genes which are specific to eukaryotes. The closest homologue of 115 of its 182 non-orphan genes 63.2% are eukaryotic, such as ones involved in DNA structuring, replication, and protein translation. For example, the Medusa virus genome contains all five eukaryotic histone proteins, H1, H2A, H2B, H3, and H4, which is the most for any known NCLDV species. It also contains a gene which codes for a DNA polymerase, in a table in our article at creation.com, we list several eukaryotic genes which are present in both Medusa virus and its host. Although the Medusa virus DNA polymerase resembles ones found in eukaryotes, it didn't particularly resemble animal, that is, its host amoeba, or plant versions. Therefore, some evolutionists think that this polymerase gene arose early on, before eukaryotes evolved many millions of years ago. Medusa virus is also missing certain proteins, which are present only in the host genome, and which are necessary for DNA replication. For example, DNA typosomerase, 2, and also a DNA-dependent RNA polymerase. The lack of these enzyme genes in Medusa virus implies that it is dependent on the host nucleus for DNA replication. Furthermore, since the Medusa virus DNA polymerase also has orthologs, Genes with the same function. In plants and animals, this would argue for the conservation of genes, which is an oxymoron. Evolution is the opposite of stasis or conservation. It is still a question as to what Medusa virus is exactly. The researchers who isolated the species claim that they isolated only Medusa virus from the hot springs and not the amoeba. This is because the hot springs would be too much of an extreme environment for the amoeba to survive in. Thus, a giant question remains as to what the exact relationship is between Medusa virus and Acanthamoeba castellani, apart from the amoeba being a host in which Medusa virus can be cultured. Medusa virus is likely not a true virus, but a degraded single-celled eukaryotic organism. The strongest evidence for this is its high eukaryotic gene content. This idea has been suggested by creation scientists about other large-sized so-called viruses. This kind of organismal degeneration is like what we see in bacteria where wild bacteria undergo gene loss and become parasitic. Or perhaps Medusa virus was designed to be a symbiotic regulator of the amoeba. All we know is that we have a new species of NCLDV, distinct from all other NCLDV species. 
implying its special creation. Genetics, again, vindicates the Bible. Do you ever feel like there's got to be more than just evolution to explain the origins of life? That is exactly how I feel. Every time the evolutionary theory is tossed around, there's things that just don't add up. So I recommend that you check out the book that gives you the healthy alternative to secular science, Evolution's Achilles Heels. The book in the documentary by the same name lends credibility to six-day creationism as they look at the major flaws with the theory of evolution. It's authored by nine PhD scientists, and they are interviewed in the documentary, making for a coordinated, coherent, powerful argument. All of the authors and the scientists in the film received their doctorates from similar secular universities as their evolutionist counterparts, so they are familiar with the shortcomings of the theory you should know about. Evolution's Achilles' heels directly demolishes the belief system that underpins secular culture. If you're ready to understand where evolutionary theories break down, then you'll want to get a copy today of Evolution's Achilles Hills at creation.com store. I am Joseph Darnell, and for all of us at creation.com, thanks for listening.